The App Guide podcast is brought to you by Gummy Cube. Are you ranking for the right keywords? Can users actually find your app through search? Well, ranking for the right keywords is where Gummy Cube can help you. Go and check them out, gummycube.com. Get advice from the experts and they will look after you if you mention the App Guide podcast and Paul Kemp. Gummycube.com. Thanks for being such a great supporter of the show. Apptentive. Apptentive are really good at improving your app store ratings. They used StockTwits to improve their rating from 1.5 stars to 4 stars. So to get your free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thanks very much to Apptentive for supporting the show. Newmob. N-E-U-M-O-B. Newmob have created a solution to speed your mobile apps by two to ten times simply by integrating their two-line SDK. Go and check out more at newmob.com, N-E-U-M-O-B.com. B7Dev. That is B7Dev.com. App development you really enjoy. And make sure that when you're reaching out to the founder, his name is Haim, mention my name and I'm sure that he will look after you. Thanks very much to B7Dev for supporting the show. Hi, I'm Martin Bryant, editor-at-large at The Next Web, and I'm listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, The App Guy. Welcome to another episode of The App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we go around the world and we get the most influential, the best people we can speak to to learn in our journey. So if you are an app entrepreneur, if you run a company, maybe you invest in apps, whatever, as long as you've got a focus in apps, then this is the show for you. It's the App Guide podcast. Now, today we we do like to explore different guests. I've got a terrific, terrific guest lined up. His name is Tucker Max. Now, this guy is a number one best-selling author in New York Times for a number of different books. And he is the CEO of Book in a Box. He's got a massive following on Twitter. Look at 342,000 people on there. Uh, Huge influence. We're going to learn a lot. Tucker, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for coming on. So I love this thing on your website, bookinabox.com. Everyone has a book in them. What does that mean? Well, I'm not sure everyone, but a lot of people do. And, and probably most of your audience, pretty much anyone who's successful at life, who's done something noteworthy or remarkable, you've got knowledge and wisdom and ideas in your head that other people want and that are valuable. And there's pretty much no better way to share those than a book. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. So are you saying that anyone listening to this, as long as they have some kind of um, something they've brought to the world, something to, then you help them write a book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like a, we'll, we'll, what we've done is create a process that it's almost like an algorithm. It's not, but it, it kind of works like an algorithm where uh, that turns ideas into books. So it, all you have to do is get on the phone with us for about 15 to 20 hours over the course of about five to six months, and we do the rest of the work. We basically ask you questions. We get you talking about what you know and what you understand really well. And then we get it recorded, structured, recorded, and transcribed and put into a book. Now, this is great because um, let's take, you know, for example, my situation, I've got a podcast and it's got a lot of episodes with great, you know, content, your episode 455. I'm guessing you could just take that content and turn that into a book. Is that right? No, not really. Uh, it, it doesn't quite work like that. So he, here's the difference is that a, a podcast has a lot of 
sort of disjointed ideas that, that, for example, this episode, we'll probably talk about, let's say, six different subjects, right? And, and it might be really interesting for someone to listen to, but they're six totally unrelated subjects. Whereas a, what a book is, is a deep exploration of one or two subjects that are, that are closely related. So, for example, if you wanted to write a book about how to start uh, an app or how to get an app built or how to build and market an app or something like that, we could absolutely do a book with you. But if you sent us like 400 episodes and said put a book together, it's, it would be nothing more than just a list of quotes you know, or, or interesting paragraphs. They're, they're, they're kind of very different things. That is, I tell you that's interesting now because uh, I'm going to suggest that the people listening to this show are app entrepreneurs. Maybe they're running their own company. If they could write a book, what would it mean to their credibility in what they're selling? So for a lot of people, a book is a really key thing uh, for them. Not everyone. I don't act like everyone has to have a book and that it's the only way to do things because that's just obviously not true. But uh, think about this. It, when, when you go to a conference, what's the difference between you and most people on stage? Usually the difference is they have a book or they have some other sort of thing that has given them enough credibility to 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 have people want them on stage, you know? And and a book is quite often that that sort of status indicator, that 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 credibility signifier. I mean just think about whenever you're looking for someone to solve a problem, right? To, or to help you with something, what do you where do you go? More than Google actually, most people usually go to Amazon first because you want to find the person that wrote the book on the subject. Whatever that subject is, books are where most people start. Now, if you just want like a, you know, like how do I, whatever, fix the SEO on my website, maybe a book's not where you go, that, that's a blog post. But books are written by experts and authorities and fields. So if you can write a book on a subject, if you actually know enough to, to, to sort of teach other people in a field something and you write the book, that's, that's a very credible, reliable signal that you are an expert. And what does it mean to be a number one New York Times bestseller? I guess that's like being an author, but just 10 times better. Yeah, sort of. Uh, to be totally honest, dude, it's not that big of a deal. I, like, I wish it was like, you know, like a Nobel Prize or something where it was like this amazing thing. But it, it's really more, I just sold a lot of copies of books in a short period of time. And so, and, and I sold them in a, in a location that the New York Times counts so there are a lot of people who sold a lot more books than me, but if they only sell them on Amazon or if they're selling them off of their website, uh, the New York Times doesn't count them. So it's very much a curated sort of, uh, it, not very much, it is a curated list. And it's kind of BS. It's not, it's not the, who's selling the most books, it's who's selling the most books in places of the New York Times, in stores that the New York Times think are important. That is fascinating, actually. Um, you, you think they would have caught up with the times, but... Uh, yeah, that's not the way they work, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, with new and times in their word, New York. So um, I'd be fascinated to hear, I, I don't know if you can, but like you've obviously worked with some wonderful people. Do you have like a, an interesting client story where you've you've taken their idea and you can talk through the stuff you've done to turn them into authors oh yeah a millions like uh, I'll, I'll give you one a book that just came out so uh this surgeon came to us actually and uh he 
he had at first he's a very famous surgeon he's spent whatever 30 years or something like that notable in the surgical community and uh wanted to write a book and his first kind of idea was like about how to write a book about how to navigate life through surgical metaphors or something and to be quite honest it was it was kind of a goofy book and it was a goofy idea and so we we kind of helped him understand that, that not a lot of people are interested in learning about how to how to optimize their life by learning about surgery because it just doesn't matter. And then we got him talking, and we realized that virtually nobody, uh, or virtually no doctors, have any idea how to run their careers as doctors. Because get this, in medical school, they don't teach doctors anything about the business of being a doctor, about what that's like or what that means. Or how to you know how to think about a career, a medical career, which was shocking to me, but apparently that's the way they do it. So instead, we position, we helped him position his book about essentially how to be a doctor, specifically how to be a surgeon, and all the different career options that were available to you, and how you could run them, and how you could you know the right way to get into them, the things to look out for, all those sorts of things. And it, it was funny. He's like, at first, he's like, I don't know if I want to do this book. The the only audience for this are are you know young surgeons and I and I was like, how many surgeons are there? And he's like, ah, you know, there's like whatever five thousand new surgeons every year. And I was like, so you're telling me every single year five thousand people are going to want to buy this book forever, and that's not a, a, a big enough audience for you? He's like, well, yeah. He's like, I just kind of had it in my head that this book would have more of an impact. And I said, hold on a minute. What would this book do for you if you got it when you were coming out of you know, medical school in your residency? He said, oh, it would have changed my life. So I said, so you're going to change 5,000 people's lives every single year, and that's not a big impact? He's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. I can save thousands of careers and, and by proxy help all kinds of people get better medical care. I was like, there you go. And so... I think a lot of people have it in their heads that books have to be like Malcolm Gladwell or Michael Lewis to be valid, but the reality is almost every professional knows something that's really valuable to another group of people, and if you put that knowledge into a book, what you're doing is you're not only helping those people, you're signaling to the world your importance and your status and your credibility, so all of those people are going to come to you now for help and for authority and for assistance. You get to be the kind of the big dog in your field if you're the one who wrote the book. You know, that's genius advice because I think everyone listening to this, are they are trying to build their own story, their own brand around themselves. And, and obviously a book does that. For me, it's, it's a podcast. <laughs> but uh, I would love to know, uh, you know in terms of um, we're in mobile, uh, which is very disruptive. I, I wondered from your perspective, uh, you know, publishing books, how are you seeing the landscape change? Uh, and is there any disruptive stuff that you're seeing with, with regards to uh, publishing books? Uh, disruptive in what way? To what? I mean, so, there's so, a million yeah. things, but like what area? Well, well, like, I mean, so like, for example, we talked about New York Times bestselling list. Um, they're, they're obviously curating that from published books. Right. Uh, I mean, we've got the the disruption that Amazon have caused with the self-published books, the eBooks, right? Is is that really like you know ch changing the world? I mean, uh, profoundly, dude. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> okay. it, 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 it's so big that it's actually I think it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. Like I'll, I'll give you a great example. Most of the authors that we that we work with, they can't get published 
because not because they don't have great books in them. A lot of them have amazing books in them. It's because their audience is too small or too niche for mainstream publishers to care about, right? So like the, the example I just gave you about the surgeon, no mainstream publisher is ever going to touch his book because it, the only way they make money is from direct sales, like the, a book actually selling. But see, the surgeon that we work with, his name is Dr. David Cashmere. The book's called The Hidden Curriculum. David Cashmere is actually making a ton of money now because he's consulting with all kinds of surgeons on their careers, and he's speaking all over the country at medical schools. And so he's making, he'll be making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year off this book soon, but n almost none of it is from book sales, or a very small percentage is from book sales, right? And so, like... What we're seeing now is the rise of a book as an all-purpose sort of marketing credential that opens the door for professionals to be not just thought leaders, but coaches and consultants and, 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 and help them build their business. I mean, we wrote a book that explains our process, and it acts as an absolutely fantastic lead gen to bring people into our company. Like we teach people how to do our process on their own if they want. And, and the clients we want are the ones who can afford us, you know, because our, our service is not cheap, obviously. It starts at about $20,000. And so those people, they don't want to read a book and, and do it all themselves. They want someone to do it for them, you know? And so that's really kind of the best way to establish your credibility and to show the world who you are. And so what Amazon has done just just th uh, through a basic way is allow all kinds of people who otherwise would have not been able to reach their audience they they've given them the platform to directly reach their audience with a book so i'm fortunate enough to have an absolutely amazing app store optimization company called dummy cube who sponsor this show and they collect uh, data from the mobile app stores google play and the apple app store and that data then allows you to be more effective when optimizing your apps for those app stores. Now, GummyCube deal with brands and indie developers and product managers. And what GummyCube are able to do is find those long-tailed keywords that rank. You see, app store optimization, it used to be, and I'm, I'm sure you're probably still doing this right now, where you go uh, back and forth and check things like Google search. And, and then you get the long tail keywords uh, from web search. And that is the wrong thing to do. Uh, you don't really want any data that's being scraped from the web. What you want is data that is actually from the app stores, because we know that the way you behave in app stores is different to on the web and searching on the web. And so this is why you need Gummy Cube to get access to their algorithms and their data cube and to really be efficient with app store optimization. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. And thank you very much to Gummy Cube for being such a great company and supporting this show. This show is sponsored by Apptentive. Uh, are you an app founder? Are you an app creator? Do you have people using your app? Uh, do you need to know more about this for your job? Whatever your situation, apptentive.com forward slash app guy is the place to go because you'll get a free mobile app consultation. And in fact, if you think about the successful guests that have been on this show, the number one thing that often comes out is the 
customer experience it is the major differentiator. And so you need to be able to communicate effectively with your users. Uh, Two-way communication, and you also need to keep a lot of the negative uh, criticisms of bugs off of the reviews and into your personal messaging center. It's vitally important to effectively communicate with your users and Apptentive will help you do that. So go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, apptentive, A-P-P-T-E-N-T-I-V-E.com forward slash app guy and uh, go check them out. You get a free mobile app consultation when you go there, get a free trial of their dashboard. Thank you so much to Apptentive for continuing to support this show. So there's two more things we need to do before we say goodbye, Tucker. What One is that, I mean, just picking up on that theme uh, we were talking about there before the sponsored messages, I, I was speaking with a previous episode, uh, the founder of Publish, Publish Size, which is enabling uh, authors to... Yeah, I know Guy. Oh, great. Okay. So Guy Vincent, yeah. So that, that, in a way, um, do you see those crowdfunding platforms where the authors almost get paid before the next book comes out do you see that like really taking off no i don't i actually looked in that business <laughs> okay, model, uh, for for a long time i really did Here, here's the problem with that it think about this if i'm a a, a resident like a surgeon right to, to stick with the example i gave you and i want a book to tell me how to run my career or let's say i'm a young developer and i want a book to teach me how to build and market an app or whatever right I'm not going to go to Publishizer and look for someone who's thinking about writing that book and then pay $20 now and then hope to get the book in six months or a year. It's not how it works. I want the book now, right? And so like the, the, the platform just doesn't make any sense. And there's a reason it hasn't caught a lot of traction. I mean, it's doing okay, but it's just not catching much traction is because if you're an author who already has a platform, meaning like if I've sold a bunch of books like I do and I have an audience, right? I don't need Publishizer. I can just do my own, like raise my own money on Kickstarter or somewhere else and just uh, do everything myself, right? Which I've actually done in the past. And if I'm, but if I'm a small author and I don't have a platform or I don't have an audience, then Publishizer is not big enough. They don't have an audience to, to guide me to the book or to guide people to, to me. And then also, there's just not much of an interest in future books. There's really only an interest in current books because people have problems they want to solve and, they, and books are a way for people to learn to solve problems. They're not, it's not something you want to invest in. Whereas like, that's why Kickstarter works well is because you can see a really cool cooler or a VR device and you can be, oh my God, I want that. I want that product, right? And then you pay for it, and it's sort of like pre-ordering. But pretty much no one pre-orders books. It just doesn't happen, man. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. You've picked up on the big theme of this entire show. We've pulled it out many times, which is problem solving and people looking to books to solve problems. You know, the, the final thing is that one of the big challenges we have in our industry is that especially if we're authors of uh, writing about software updates, code, is the continuous changing landscape, the continuous changing nature of what we're writing about. Do you have any advice for anyone who's you know, writing about a topic that's continually changing? Yes. 
Uh, I have great. It's a great question. And I have great advice. Get your thoughts into words and up as quickly as possible. I cannot tell you how many times, and we have seen this in Book in a Box, where a new field will emerge or uh, something big is happening. I'll, I'll tell you right now, we're doing a book with, right now one of the hottest fields in tech is bots. I was about to say that. Right, so the CEO of the biggest, most advanced bot company, which is Assist, just signed with us, and we've just started doing a book with them. They want to get the first major book about bots out. And, and they obviously, they want it to be good, but they need it out in six months. And so they couldn't go to a traditional publisher because a traditional publisher is at least two years. And then they have to write it. With us, it's only 15 to 20 hours on the phone, and it'll be up and out in five to six months. So when bots are still hot, they're going to be the ones putting the defining sort of book and content out. They're going to get all the attention from it. They're going to set the entire frame of the debate and discussion around bots. And all these other companies that are behind them that are just as well-funded and probably just as smart, they go to the back of the line in terms of media and PR, right? And the only difference, uh, I mean, listen, I think Robert uh, and Shane are really fucking smart, but they're also super aggressive about getting their knowledge and wisdom out there as quickly as possible and not just sharing it, but showing the world what they know. So now when they, the book's out, they walk into every meeting with Hilton and 1-800-Flowers and all these big companies, they leave behind copies of their book and the CMO takes it to the CEO and says, look at man, these are the guys who wrote the book on this. We need to be in business with them. It becomes a no-brainer. Whereas all the other companies trying to pitch now are behind the guys who wrote the book. And they just, because they did it first. It's just amazing. We couldn't have timed this better. The last several episodes have touched on that whole field of the upcoming rise of bots. So it's terrific timing. Tucker, I've really, really enjoyed this chat. I feel like hopefully we've inspired people to either you know, contact you to, to uh, have the, the book written or at least do something about writing a book. So for everyone listening, do go to theappguy.co, search for episode 455 with Tucker Max. Uh, otherwise, Tucker, how best can people get in touch with you? What's the best way of connecting? Uh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, email is just Tucker at Book in a Box or the website, bookinabox.com. And I'll tell you, if your audience wants a copy of the book for free, like uh, we wrote a book on exactly how to do our process yourself. I mean, if you can't afford 20 grand, I understand there's not a lot of people who have that sitting around. Just go to bookinabox slash book and you can put in your email and you'll get a copy of our book for free and it explains exactly how to do the, the process. Tucker, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for coming on the App Guy podcast, sharing your wisdom and uh, all the best with changing the world. Thank you, man. My pleasure. Remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. This episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive are offering a free 55-page ebook on how to get the best ratings and reviews. 
To find out more, just go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you very much to Apptentive for supporting the show.